Welcome to I've Had It. I'm Mike Boyd. The title of this podcast is Razor Blades Matter. It's time to quit whining and take them on. Most of us have had it up to here with social media. At first, you had to say something really bad to get disciplined by one of the platforms, usually a death threat showing very racy pictures or recruiting Nazis to take over the government would be enough to get your account suspended. As we know now, it's different today. Anything from being accused of spreading misinformation to being a meanie to a person Twitter or Facebook or YouTube have a liking to is enough to get you kicked off the site. At first, most Americans who were targeted by big tech screamed and protested that their civil rights were being taken away. They were being censored, that their free speech was under attack and the folks that did it need to be brought to justice. But they had a great escape valve from being regulated by the government. Big tech is protected by a congressional regulation called Section 230. Here's a description about what the law does from a high-tech journal that ran about two years ago. Quote, the law protects websites from being liable if one of their users posts something illegal or controversial. So you can't sue Twitter for a tweet someone posted, for example, because it allows free expression without repercussions. These social media platforms love Section 230 because they know they can't be punished for any inappropriate comment. However, these sites still regulate content such as hate speech, violent threats, terrorism, harassment, and more since they're a private company, close quote. Well, look at the companies now. They've added a few new rules in the past few years. Under the guise of protecting the user, they widely cite disinformation to suspend or kick off users or just call someone a name and you are on thin ice. I called someone a libtard on Twitter and I got spanked, 12 hour suspension. And when it comes to what speech they do censor, they claim to use disinterested or nonpartisan fact checkers to gauge the veracity of certain claims made by a user. As we know, they are not disinterested in promoting the left's agenda and they are most assuredly not nonpartisan. The voter registration of the key players in these companies is almost exclusively Democrat. Tech employees gave Joe Biden 12 times more campaign cash than Donald Trump, and Twitter polled its employees, and 98% are registered Democrat. So what can you expect? It's time to move on. Quit complaining and do something about it. Boycotts and cancel campaigns often don't work well. They're fleeting primarily due to the fact that the boycotters probably at some time need the product or service and they lose interest. Once the outrage of getting kicked off a platform wears off, reason sets in. The next logical question would be, why don't like-minded people like me start something like it, like it was before we got kicked off? Well, that's how we got to Parler, Getter, Startpage, and Rumble. Donald Trump's Truth Social is getting started and has high hopes. Elon Musk is kicking around the idea as well. But who says it has to be a social media company? Why not set your sights a little lower and teach just a normal company a lesson? One fed up publisher got canceled by a razor blade uh, company sponsor and decided he wasn't going to take it laying down. 
He soon discovered the business of his intransigent sponsor was ripe for the taking. Before we get to the brave startup, a little background. Gillette and Harry's Razors are two companies in that sector that people know about. However, both are incredibly progressive and annoying. The toxic masculinity ad by Gillette forced them into an $8 billion write-down after the ad ran. I'd call that pretty toxic. Meanwhile, Harry's Razor's CEO recently pulled his advertising from the Daily Wire because the online news site believed in the concept of biological sex while covering stories regarding transgender swimmer Leah Thomas and Biden health minister Rachel Levine. Harry said that that was inexcusable and pulled their ads. Cue Jeremy Boring, the co-CEO of the Daily Wire. For those of you who don't know or click on the Daily Wire, it's run by two guys who are not woke. Ben Shapiro runs the editorial side and Boring runs the business side. They've doubled in size in three years and now have over 150 workers. Besides the news side, they are making unwoke movies. Star Wars' Gina Carano was hired to be the star in the first one. And just last week, they announced they are getting into the razor business. A joke, right? Well, yes and no. You get a sense of the company's ethos in their introductory ad. The new company is called Jeremy's Razors after the company executive. He stars in what the DW is calling the greatest ad ever. Not sure I can go there, but it was pretty funny and it's different. And I've got a link to it here in case you want to uh, see it. In the first 72 hours of their rollout, they sold 30,000 subscription kits. That's already more than Harry's. Boring said why he did it. Quote, right now, woke corporations pay no price for dismissing conservatives since largely, largely there are no anti-woke alternatives for conservatives to patronize, Boring explained. He says, I want to create a price, an actual penalty, by creating a market around the sort of disenfranchised conservative buyer. I believe in the long run, the only way to change the behavior of these big companies is to actually incentivize them with market forces into having to compete for our business. They have to actually take a loss to realize that they have to change their behavior. He goes on to say that conservatives aren't going to win by lamenting the loss of the culture, lamenting the loss of the economy. We have to actually go create a new economy. We have to create a new culture. So there, we need to quit moaning. And if we can't go out and create our own business, at least support those who share our values. And no, I am not getting any free blades herself.